John, John's first letter, he tells us that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth isn't in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and he will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So as the prophet Joel cried out, return to the Lord with all their heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend our hearts, not our clothing, for God is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Let us confess our sins and repent of all unrighteousness. So as we confess, Lord, quietly in our hearts and minds, we confess that we haven't always followed your way. At times we've broken promises and covenants, haven't always told the full truth. We've tolerated injustice, sometimes haven't shared with others. We may have been unkind or withheld compassion or love. Sometimes we argue and fight among ourselves in ways that hurt each other. Or we turn to other things for comfort, peace, and joy other than you. Amen. So Lord, would you help us to pull down our protective shields even just a little? To begin to share even a little glimpse with you of what you already know. And you still love us. Mm -hmm. And will forgive us. Help us to be honest with ourselves and with you. Trusting in you. Believing your good news and walking in it. Thank you that you move toward us in love and mercy, compassion, kindness, and grace, desiring to do in and through us what we cannot do on our own. Lord, we receive your forgiveness now. Help us to grow closer to you and allow us to heal, allow you to heal us, and to transform us from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So you know on the Mom, Michael and I are the parents of three sons. Um, two are grown, one is practically grown. Um, but lots of years playing and all the things that go along with that. Sports, video games, um, and there would be lots of times where they would be playing a game and they would, re if they were playing by themselves, then restart it because they weren't doing as well as they wanted to and they'd start the game over again. Yeah. Or they'll be playing a game and they'll disagree and then they'll have a do-over and they'll do it again. Um, if it's really, really bad, they reset it and go all the way back <laughs> to the original factory settings and start and start again. Um, even a golf, right? You get in a hard spot, mulligan, right? If you play that way, pick it up and drop it. Um, if we'll allow it. Sometimes streaming a show on TV and you miss something that someone said, what do we do? Rewind we just rewind it. it, right? And hear it and listen for it again, whether we're watching on our computer or phone or TV or whatever. Um, and just rewind it. But other parts of life aren't really like that, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, real life, right? Um, sometimes we do things we didn't mean, or things that we meant to do that we didn't think were going to cause the trouble, but they did. And boy, if we could just rewind it or go back. Um, we do things that embarrass us or hurt someone or others. Maybe we broke something, said something. Have you ever wished that you could undo something? Turn back do over. some time. Yeah, do over, right? Maybe turn back time so we could take a different action. I know I have. I also remember as a child um, having to wait in different ways than I have to wait now. So um, it was about five or six, and we came home and had lunch, and 
our normal thing to do would be to have lunch and turn on Mr. Rogers. I love Mr. Rogers. <laughs> um, and I, you know, for even back then, and this was the very, I remember the very first time this happened when we got home and we had lunch, and I said, oh, let's turn on Mr. Rogers, and we couldn't because it was already on. And that was not at a time where you could stream shows. It was network TV, and so it was on from, I don't know what time it was on, from 11 to 11.30, and after that, it wasn't on again. You had to wait for the next day. Or even, it was a Friday, you had to wait all the way till Monday, right, <laughs> to, see it, to see it again. Um, time was different, like we had to wait. Um, we're so used now, we're accustomed now, to being able to have things more quickly. We sometimes get impatient, mm -hmm. waiting for things, waiting for a website to load, a message to send, a response to come in. Um, but time is different. Um, the time with God is different. Things don't always happen in our lives in the timing that we would want. Um, and we can't always turn back and redo things. But we live forward still, right, mm. with Him. So we have all these things, the ways we fall short, the missteps, um, but Lent allows us this time just to stop and reflect and see it for what it is, not to sit in a place of guilt and shame and condemnation for 40 days. That's not what it's about. It's about just being able to be honest with ourselves in those areas and give it over to God and let him help to heal those places that he wants to over time. Help us heal the relationships that are hard to heal. Um, to give praise. Again, he helps us do things that we can't do Amen. on our own. Well, we will rely on him. So our passage, our sermon passage today comes from Joel. It's in a time where God's people had turned away. They were sinning, they were rebelling in all the ways that you can think of and probably more. <laughs> um, was uh, was, was a, a difficult time and so Joel, the prophet, was raising the alarm, okay, and, um, and then he's going to, and then he shares some more. So let's, I'll read the passage and we'll come back. So uh, we're going to read in verses 1, and we're in chapter 2 of Joel, just a couple of chapters. Um, we're going to read the first two verses and then skip to 12. Sound the trumpet in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm on my holy mountain. Excuse me. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It is a day of darkness and gloom, a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it has been seen before or will ever seen again, will ever be seen again. Yikes. And then he shifts in verse 12. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there's still time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothes in grief but to your hearts instead. Mm. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate. He's slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He's eager to repent, to relent and not punish. Who knows? Maybe he will give you a reprieve. Yes, he says relent again here. Perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of a curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God is before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem. Announce the time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private room. Nobody 
nobody's going to miss this, call everybody there. And let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room to the temple and the altar. Let them pray, spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possessions become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? Or as ESV says, where is their God? Mm -hmm. All right, so here's passage, <laughs> Old Testament for us. Uh, so as I mentioned, this is a time where um, people of Israel are rebelling against God. Um, and uh, there's, the, there's the threat of God bringing judgment, and that's what um, a lot of a lot of Joel is uh, is speaking about, especially this chapter. But in the middle of it, he says, "But even now, remember God who loves us." Um, so he be he begins with the warning, right? The first of the passage begins with the warning. But he says that is why, because we're struggling so much uh, in our own ways. This is what the Lord says: Turn to me now, while there's still time. Mm. Come while there's still time. Um, and repent. So this version of the, uh, the NLT says, turn to me. A lot of um, some of the other versions say, return to me. You know, even now, return to me, says the Lord. Yeah. Um, turning, and what that, you know, what repenting, that turning toward God is, is that repentant move. It's like, I'm going to turn from my way to your way. Sometimes it's a 180. Mm. Sometimes it's not quite 180. But it, it's turning, it is a turning toward God with an intentional, God, I want I want you in your way. So what he's saying here is that turning to God may have him change his mind. Remember earlier, I think it was this summer when we walked through Jonah, in the passage with Jonah, mm -hmm. where Jonah was sent to, to Nineveh to warn the people that, um, that, that God was going to bring judgment. And they started fasting and, mourning and, and really repenting for their, for their sins and wanting to come back. And God relented, and Jonah got all grumpy about it. Um, but God wants, what he really wants is for us to be near to him. And so that's what he's, what he's saying here. He says, no, um, even now, come to God with fasting, weeping, and mourning. And we look at the heart and what, what we were responding earlier. We talked about uh, in 1 John um, how sometimes we deceive ourselves. We, we just are kind of programmed to be a little more self-protective or um, self-justifying. Um, some of us are also self-condemning. But, but we have a tendency, if we're just looking at ourselves, especially compared with other people who also have things that, that they don't get quite right just like we do, it doesn't seem so bad when we compare ourselves to God and the holiness of Jesus. We're like, wow, we're falling short and there are other ways that we can live closer to you. So he talks about coming with fasting, weeping, and mourning, and a lot like the passage that Forrest read for us in Matthew, where Jesus is saying, don't do all these things for show, you know, don't make a big deal about all these things you're doing to serve, and oh, look how I pray, and um, oh, I'm fasting, I'm so hungry, uh, just the, the drop for attention. He's like, that's not what it's about. I don't want you doing these things just to do them, just to show, to get attention for doing them. I want you to do these things to come to me. Right. Um, you know, people would tear when they were showing that they were feeling bad about something or sorry about something. They would tear their clothes, rend is what they call it, rending their clothes. Um, it's like rend your heart. Like I want to see that 
that you really see the impact of that decision that you made on the people around you or on your life or what, whatever those things are. It's wanting to not just do things for show um, or because, well, someone says, well, it's this time of year, so I have to give something up for this or I have to do this or I'm supposed to do this and you walk through the motions a lot of my life. When I went to church, I was walking through the motions of the things that I was told I was supposed to do. Mm. And what he was, he just wants our heart. He just wants our heart. Uh, so, in terms of fasting, weeping, and mourning, we talk a lot about different people fasting in the Bible. And I'm going to speak to this for just a minute because there are some people who choose to give something up during Lent. Some traditions require it. Uh, mm. We certainly don't, um, nor do we recommend that you have to. Um, but it's an opportunity, and as we did during the 21 days, some people chose to, to fast something during that time. Um, those are, it's fasting is just a biblical way to grow closer to God and to hear Him. Um, when we fast, something that we like, <laughs> when I was growing up, I used to, I would give up candy or soda or desserts, um, but I only did it because I had to, I never, it never occurred to me that I was doing it because it mirroring what Jesus did when he fasted that time in the wilderness, or as a way to be close to him. I just didn't know. Um, so that's, if, you do, if we do it, that's why we do it. We do it to draw closer to God, to grow in our dependence on him, because if I'm always going to something to comfort me, or fill me up, or calm me down that isn't him, then I'm finding peace in other ways. Mm -hmm. And when we deny ourselves something for a little while, like, oh, crap. But then we can grow, we can spend that time, spend that time with God. So if you choose to do that, we have some information that we put together for the 21 days if you are interested in, in looking at any of that. Again, no expectation, but it's an opportunity. Um, and what um, the point that Joel's making in this passage is the people needed to really make some big life change and stop doing what mm -hmm. they were doing what they were doing. And then the weeping and mourning again is not just, oh, sorry, whatever. <laughs> it's the, wow, I'm really sorry for this. And I'm really sorry seeing the impact of the missed opportunities, the whatever, whatever the things are. And again, we focus on these, we connect with them, we don't dwell on them, um, not to bind us in regret, but to lead us to a place of humility and recognizing our God, and then he renews us, right? The Bible Amen. Us in Romans 12, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of, the wor of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which he does through his word in our mind and in our heart. Uh, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, according to the faith God has distributed to each of you. There's a prayer that I pray, well, <laughs> when I'll stop long enough to pray it, um, God, show me what you see. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a yucky situation, or I'm in a conflict with somebody, um, and I'm like, and like, if I will lift out of that and say, God, show me what you see. Show me how you see this conflict. Show me how you see this person, because right now I'm pretty frustrated. Um, show me how you see me. 
in this situation. And he will show us if we'll stop and listen. So we already talked about rending your hearts or tearing your hearts and not your, not your clothes. Again, he's not literally telling us to, <laughs> to rip our hearts, but it's the, it's the true, um, it was the, the and when, we, when we read Psalm 51, as David was just really recognizing what he had done and coming to God, seeking his forgiveness uh, and his mercy, um, it's that kind of heart uh, coming with all our hearts, returning to him with all our heart. That's really what Lent is a time for. Then Joel reminds us of God, his character. So he's our Lord, right? Uh, he's gracious, he's merciful, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in steadfast love. Um, he relents. Um, he doesn't, he's not waiting to gong us on the head. Um, he wants us to come to him. He wants us, he wants to be able to, to help us, to walk with us, to teach us. Um, and it's interesting how in back-to-back -back verses in 13 and 14, um, where Joel is saying, um, talking about God, maybe he'll relent. Maybe he will, uh, what does it say? Um, not punish. Yeah, yeah, not punish. Yeah. Reprieve, that was, the other, that was the other word he used, reprieve. So as this passage describes his character, it just goes on to say about God's deep love for us and his true heart for us is to want us to be whole and to want us to be close Have to him and to live into the purposes that he created for us. Is reprieve the same as a pardon? Uh, reprieve is, is like a... Um, what relent means, but to soften, mm -hmm. um, and reprieve is like kind of giving a break, like if you might think about okay. like that. Yeah. Um, so he talks about God's character. So given all that, he's like, so now that we know that, come everybody, get everybody here. It's that important. Bring them all, from the big to the small, the tiniest babies, uh, to the oldest people, to the people that are getting ready to get married. Just bring them all. There's there's no reason for nobody to come. Um, to draw close to God. And then the priests pray for them. So what does this mean for us today? <laughs> we all have our missteps, right? Um, but what we know is that God invites us to come near to him, that he is our Lord. He wants to be the Lord of our life. Um, and he's slow to anger. He's abounding in steadfast love. Um, he's merciful. He wants to, to offer mercy to us. It's hard to see our own sin, as I mentioned. It's, we're programmed to be self-protective. I don't like to think about myself as ever sinning. John reminds us that if we think we're not, we're <laughs> missing we are. something. We're kidding ourselves. And we don't want to do that, right? We don't. So just in this time, you know, just pray. You know, God, um, show me what you're seeing in me. Um, help me to draw near to you and help me to let you teach me. Because life doesn't give us the resets, the reset button, the do-overs. Um, but with Jesus, the slate's always clean. He's not counting the mistakes that we make. He's not saying, oh, here you are again. <laughs> it's not, that's not his heart. His heart is a heart of love and compassion. And he offers that. He's not keeping score. No. He just wants us to come. To be tired of trying to... Hold it all together. Like we got things, got things going. It's hard sometimes when we get into the mode of just going, going, going. And sometimes we just don't pause to stop and say, "How do we just help? 
guide my steps because I'm having a hard time with this thing right now. Mm -hmm. So he invites you to draw near during this time. So let him show you. Uh, there's a handout in the back by Lynn Taylor Barton. She has these uh, questions, and I'll just won't go into the commentary, but you're welcome to take them. But um, just reflecting on how you might describe your relationship with God. Is there any distance or lack of intimacy? Um, how might we create some space to develop more of a relationship with God, um, with God in this time? That um, and as we find places that we feel like we're lacking that, be careful, as she says, not to judge yourself, because God is not judging you. Okay, but just, just receiving His invitation as He, as He leaves. So we have um, some prayers of intercession um, here, that, and then I'll, and then I'll pray, um, and then I'll pray out. But let's, we'll just go directly into those, just trusting in God's righteousness. Let us pray for the world. There's a lot going on in our world. Let us pray for the world and our needs, saying, Holy God, hear our prayer. For the church, that in, se in the season of fasting and repentance, the people of God with sincere hearts may change their lives. Um, believe your gospel and live it out. Holy God, hear our prayer. For all pastors and teachers, that they may lead the church by humble example. Give witness without concern for earthly reward. Holy God, hear our prayer. For peace among the nations and integrity within government, that our cities and neighborhoods would be places of hospitality and peace and care. Holy God, hear our prayer. For the poor and oppressed, that they may find deliverance from their distress. For all who seek to alleviate human suffering, Holy God, hear our prayer. God of righteousness, you see the acts of devotion. You know the hidden motives of our hearts, sometimes that we even hide from ourselves. Confirm in us a spirit of humble obedience without regard to earthly attention and status, that we may live as your faithful children and receive the treasure of eternal life with Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, as each of us um, just sit and reflect for a moment, um, we thank you for loving us more than we can think or imagine. Mm -hmm. Lord, would you help us just to Just to listen for you, to find these opportunities, to, to seek you in this time, to draw close to you, uh, knowing how much you love us. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.